River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Niner Nuts. Dan, here along with James. James, say hello. What's up, Niner Nation? And for our Wednesday episode of the week, we've decided uh, to kind of take a take a pulse on specifically the National Football Conference, our conference, the NFC, both of our conferences, uh, your Eagles and my Niners. Um, we um, we both uh, had our first losses this weekend. Sorry for your Eagles, James. Uh, but now there is no more undefeated team in the entire league. But again, we wanted to focus specifically on the NFC, uh, just kind of gauge who we think the top dogs are, where we think power ranking wise, so to say, uh, where we all stack out, how things are looking uh, after, excuse me, six weeks. Uh, technically, the Cowboys are playing right now, but um, I don't know. That doesn't weigh in too much for us. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll eat crow if they blow the Chargers out of the water, but neither of us expect or really care if that happens. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, right now uh, there are three teams that are five and one. Of course, uh, the Niners and the Eagles, who both lost this weekend. Like I said, you lost to uh, <clears throat> you lost to the Jets. We lost to uh, the Cleveland Browns, the Lions. They have gone on a four game winning streak. Uh, after going after starting the season one and one, they're five and one and have a very solid grip over the NFC North. Uh, the NFC South is kind of a grab bag. Everybody's got three wins except the Panthers, who are 0 and six. So, no one from the South really is on the top there. So, I guess really gauging these three teams the Lions, the Eagles, and the Niners. Um, I, I don't know. I'll open the floor to you, James. Uh, how do you think the uh, NFC is uh, looking right now? <laughs> I mean, are we really talking about the Lions? The Lions being the best team in the NFC? Like, they're hanging with the Niners. They're hanging with the Eagles. And, you know, I mean – they were a good team last year. They were on the rise last year, finished the season nine and eight. Um, you know, that last game, they had a chance to go to the, get in with a playoff into the playoffs, even though they didn't, everybody looked to them as a team that was on the rise and they are fulfilling expectations. Uh, the Niners and Eagles are fulfilling their expectations as being at the top of the NFC, but really the, the Lions have come out on top. Like, Pretty much like everybody was thinking that they would. I, I think there were some doubters, but really after they played the last couple of years and the way Dan Campbell coaches that team and how they're fighting every single game, you know, this really wasn't too much a surprise to see, you know, and especially after that win on Thursday night in Kansas City, you know, I mean, I don't know, like, <laughs> the, top they, three, the top three teams in the NFC are Niners, Eagles, Lions, and you can make an argument for all three, but if we're just going on, you know, week by week, I think you have to argue that the Lions are at top. Dude, the the Rams, the Rams just gave him a pink slip and said, thanks for the memories and don't let the door hit you. They, 
the optics back then where they were sending him to Detroit to just sink or swim and no expectations that he was going to thrive there. They, he and <laughs> Sean McVay hit some impasse and Sean didn't think he was going to get any more out of him after Super Bowl 52, three, whichever one. Um, I just, I mean, just for a coach to be this successful in Detroit, I mean, a tight me... ends coach, a tight ends coach that was talking about biting off people's kneecaps and crying after every practice. This dude's Kool-Aid is working. It is. It is. It's taken three years, but it's working. I know. And what it's just insane because you know the line the Rams gave up on Jared Goff and basically gave them Jared Goff and two number one draft picks so that they could get Matt Stafford. Essentially, you know, they got they got a it it looks like the line. Yeah, they got a they got a ring. The Rams got a ring out of it, sure, but but dude, Detroit is his team. He's playing statistically as good, if not better, than when he got to Super Bowl Fifty Three. Like, yeah, <laughs> he he's taken full control of that team, and he and Dan Campbell are like this. They they match each other very well. Yeah, after that, after the first two uh, years, you know, of the you know of the two thousand sixteen draft, like. It looked like Jared Goff was he wasn't he was gonna slide and then you know Carson Wentz was gonna be you know the guy of the league and then they both eventually fell from grace and then the the Rams traded him to uh the Lions and now he's just he's Jared Goff again. Like he's not the you know puppet, I guess, that we thought he was in LA because of the way Sean McVay ran his offense, like he, he might actually be a legit quarterback, especially with the way he's looked since he's gotten to Detroit and has just played better and better, you know, as he's been playing in that Dan Campbell offense. He he ended last year with the best touchdown to interception ratio. Like it's a random fact that I know, but he, he was the best at, mitigating turnovers last year and he had a really long streak of not throwing a turnover until uh that green bay game uh week two or three whenever they played the packers uh that came to a screeching halt but um <laughs> but no he's incredibly effective he's incredibly smart uh they got weapons around him now and that defense is very fierce like i got the um oh i turned it over to the team standings but um the uh the defensive standings uh i wanted to shout them out too the lions right now they are the one two oh or is it, yeah this is defense they are one two three four five six seventh best defense right now and uh this stood out to me uh right now because the cowboys and the uh yeah the cowboys are way off this and so are the chargers the lions are the best rushing defense right now oh wow how about yeah. that yeah, they they got a very very stingy defense, and if that offense gets clicking with Amon Ross St. Brown and um, uh, Lewis, isn't that his name? Um, it was the the receiver that was there. James back. Oh, the Le- Mark. It's not Marvin Jones, is it? Yeah, no, they got Marvin Jones. Yeah, they got Marvin Jones, <clears throat> uh, Jamison Williams. They got him back finally. Mm-hmm. Like, so he's back from suspension. So. Things are looking up for... 
that pass offense could be even scarier now that he's back from his gambling suspension. Yeah, and you if you look at the Eagles schedule, it's a gauntlet now. Like it's a real gauntlet and the Eagles could be easily we're taught the Eagles could have another two losses in the next 3 weeks or something like that. That's that's how tough the Eagles schedule is coming up. So, oh my know, god, the whole wow, yeah, the next 2 months almost 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8. Yeah, literally the next 8 games oh my god dude your schedule sucks <laughs> it's a serious gauntlet we had the hardest schedule going into the season and so it was so wow. important for the eagles to win as many games in those first six games coming out five and one you know i was hoping six and oh but five and one yeah i'll take it and like that gauntlet is going to be so tough i'd be surprised <laughs> with wow. the way I I kind of want to read what all these are. It's go ahead. Go, go through it. Dolphins, commanders, Cowboys, chiefs, bills, Niners, Cowboys, again, Seahawks. And then you finally get a break at the end with giants, Cardinals, giants. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Your like, next few months suck, dude. They really, really do. So I would be surprised if somehow the Eagles were, you know, you're going to be lucky top. to get six wins out of that. Honestly, it's going to be tough. And you know, San, what's San Francisco schedule going forward? <clears throat> you have that. Um, I can flip it over to it. Um, Cause we are right there. Here we go. Our, our remaining schedule, uh, the Vikings on, uh, I didn't specify with uh, your team. That wouldn't be fair. Uh, it's Vikings, Bengals, Jaguars, uh, Buccaneers, Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks, Cardinals, Ravens, Commanders, Rams. I mean, not not the same gauntlet we're going through, but still, no. The no, the the Bengals the Bengals might be tough. Both Seahawks games, the three weeks of Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks, that is going to be a tough three game stretch. The Ravens might be tough, but no, it's nowhere near as bad as your schedule. <laughs> yeah. So, and what's the let's just throw it up. What's the Lions' schedule? Let's talk about their schedule. Yeah, what do they got. Uh, here we go. They're right there. The Lions schedule, uh, Ravens, Raiders, Chargers, uh, Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears again, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. So tell me, tell me with your really schedule. Not a, not a bad schedule at <laughs> you, all. If you look at your schedule, the Lions might the Eagles, go, uh, the Lions might go undefeated <laughs> through that. Through that. Yes. It's very plausible that the lions that ravens game will be yeah this week's ravens game will be tough but no uh maybe the chargers will be hard too but um no the they got the broncos at home that's gonna destroy them uh division games are 50 50 at cowboys will be tougher than at home but no the lions realistically could win all the rest of the season yeah they're gonna be favored in every game but probably what the cowboys game uh, at Cowboys, no, they're not going to be. I doubt they'll be, unless the Cowboys really fall off. Uh, it's a Monday night football game, too, at Dallas. So, yeah, eh, eh, maybe yeah, they won't be they, favored. Maybe they won't be favored, but they're going to be favored in all of the rest of those games for sure. You know, we just had DraftKings up, too. I don't remember if they were favored over the Ravens. I'd imagine they had to be. Um, I would think that they'd be favored over the Ravens. Is, yeah, are they playing after, the Ravens at home or away? It's at Baltimore. Mm. I still think they could be favored if they if they go 
win a couple more games here, I think they're going to be favored in that game because the Ravens, you know, the Ravens have a couple of losses, right? Uh, yeah, they lost that Steelers game in the most ridiculous fashion with seven dropped passes. Um, oh, that, yeah. That definitely didn't help them. And they lost to the Colts, too, which was surprising. The Where do they stand right now? I'm actually going to pull that up. The Ravens currently stand at four and two. Okay, they're four and two. They're four and two because they just won in uh, London. Um, okay. So maybe, so we're talking about the Dallas game and the Ravens game that they might not be favored in, but that's two uh, games. At the Saints, with the with the schedule the way it looks, by the time they get at the Saints, they should be favored in that game. Yeah, and um, you're talking about also, um, that's so they have 11 more games to go. They're going to be favored in nine out of those 11 games. Oh, so at you, least, yeah. So you figured nine, nine win. They might be a fourteen-win team. The Lions, a fourteen-win team with home field advantage throughout the playoffs. In, in play, home field definitely in play, depending on how the Niners and the the Eagles go the rest of the way. Like, yeah. Well, we I, just I, we just yeah. saw that the the Niners are just as vulnerable as anybody else, and same with you guys. Uh, yeah. Everybody. This was a very humbling weekend for both of us. Like it was the Eagles. It's still it it's still a top heavy conference, I would argue. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be a dogfight between the three of us because the yeah, there's no reason to discount the Lions anymore. There isn't. There isn't. They they beat the Chiefs week one, and it wasn't the fluke. It really wasn't the fluke. They they got it together after that. You know, Sea Seahawks lost because you know the Seahawks. You know, they ha- and in, in that Seahawks game, they had a chance to win the game in regulation. The Seahawks so, have some fight in them. Like, take it from experience. The Seahawks typically always have some fight in them. But I'm just saying, even in the Seahawks game, they had the opportunity to win that game uh, in regulation. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, I mean, they're what? One drive, one successful red zone, uh, one red zone uh, possession um from being an undefeated team like that's pretty good like if you're telling that like they beat the chiefs and being one possession away from being undefeated that's how good the lions are right now and they have this easy easy schedule and the way it looks i mean with the way the 49ers schedule plays out with the way the eagles schedule play out i would be very surprised if the eagles you know, in, you know, after eight weeks is somehow still on top of the NFC. After uh, your loss yesterday and we lost, we would still be number one seed right now, right? Because you lost also. Because last last I saw, we were the number one seed if the season ended last week. It could have been. Yeah, it, you could be right about that because um, basically like your points to your point differential is better common opponents we ha- i don't think we've had any common opponents uh division record i think goes into play um which we're or no we're both undefeated in division yeah i don't we've only played we've only played one division game and you guys have played we've played two two, two uh, so that- um, wait no crap no we haven't played two we played the we played the rams we didn't play the seahawks or the we, you play no the- no we no we played the cardinals i'm sorry we did play the cardinals so yeah that we're might have no. a- 
same co- I mean conference I think conference record goes into it you know so all those factors go into it when determining home field advantage when you guys when we haven't played yet so yeah so anyway I whatever math boiled down to it I could have swore that we were number one not like a bragging point but like I, I, I could have swore it was us number one and you're number two but now we both have a loss so that doesn't change anything and, and now the NFC with the Niners and the Eagles losing and the lion with the lions being being number we're all three one. five and one yeah we're all all five and one and so yeah the lions have as good a record as both of us like <laughs> and, and you could argue uh you could argue they had the toughest opponent to beat in the chiefs the super bowl champions you know and on the road on thursday night prime oh. time like that was you know, that was the ring that was the banner ceremony game. Like you're yeah. you're supposed to be the you're supposed to be Daniel in the Lions Den for that game. You're always exactly. supposed to be. <laughs> and they came on they came out on top in that game. So and like I said, their only loss is basically one possession that they could have won at the end of the game. If that goes another way, we're talking about an undefeated Lions team and everybody and everybody's got a fluky week. That's what I've been coming to part of the for granted that I was talking about yesterday was taking for granted that we hadn't lost a game like that in so long. I forgot what it was like to (laughs) lose a team game like that, like lose as a team, not just from that fluky losing your quarterbacks. Like everybody, everybody has one or two. Well, no, really in the NFL, most teams have two or three losses. But I mean, but if you, if you look at the Eagles, the Eagles loss and um... you had two, two losses last year. Wasn't that right? We had three. We had three. Okay. Yeah, we were 14 and three. But if you if you look at the Eagles loss, the 49ers loss, and the Lions loss, like I think the Lions look better in their loss than the Eagles and the 49ers looked in their loss. You know, like yeah, how, Grant- how did your loss go yesterday? I, I apologize. I didn't watch the highlights. I saw what the final score was, but I was watching I was watching uh my game while your game was going on. Our defense played well. The, that Jets offense behind Zach Williams is not Wilson. Good. Yeah, Zach Zach <laughs> did I say Zach Williams? Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, sorry, Christian artist Zach Williams. I meant Zach Wilson, uh, <laughs> who is the MILF man, we'll call him. Yes, um, <laughs> love that nickname. <laughs> so, yeah, Zach Wilson with that offense should be better, but it's not. And if it was Aaron Rodgers, we'd be talking about a very scary Jets team. Instead, the Jets are relying on their defense, which their defense credit to them. They had both their number two corner, both corners, oh. out of it, um, and. Um, they ended up they picked winning the game. three times, wasn't it? Three. It was, I think it was three picks and a fumble. Jeez. Um, yeah, they were, they created turnovers. They were, they were a very formidable defense to go, to go up against. And it's Robert yeah. Sala, dude. He was an amazing yeah. coordinator. Now, now the Jets made, the Jets made some questionable decisions in winning that game which could have cost them but the def- their defense was just so stout that it didn't matter now robert sala you know made a mistake in that game uh, that could have allowed the eagles to win the game 
what happened was the uh, the Eagles threw an interception late in the game, under two minutes. The Jets run it back to like the three yard line uh, of the Eagles, and you know the Eagles have like you know a couple of timeouts or maybe one or two timeouts, and the Jets have the ball in mm-hmm. field goal range, and why they're not kneeling on the ball you know, and running stupid plays, like they ran a play, the Eagles just let them score, you know, and they had the ball back with a minute 46 and two timeouts to go. Like that was a, like, so Robert Solid needs to get his act together if the Jets are really going to go somewhere and do stuff because that could easily come back to haunt you in another game. That's, uh, that's a lot of faith in your defense. That really is. That really is. You know, given the fact that you're in field goal range, you got Greg Zerline as your kicker, who's been money all day. You know, like it's an easy chip shot field goal. Like you, you don't, you don't score a touchdown there. You wind the clock as much as you can and then kick the field goal. So, you know, I Robert Sellis got some growing up to do as a coach, but it was, it was a, it was a really ugly day for the Eagles. The Eagles really look bad. I mean, you talk you're about, at that life, right? Yeah, yeah. Devontae Smith had um Devontae Smith had two key drops. Um AJ Brown, if he he had an easy touchdown, but he, he stopped running. Um so so yeah, so it was it was a bad day for the Eagles. The Eagles looked bad. The de- the Jets made the defense was really, really good at creating turnovers. And basically that's what I mean. Four turnovers. I mean, our defense. Our defense is great, but you give the Jets four turnovers like that, you you can't expect your defense to to bail you out. I mean, they basically, you know, the Eagles have some of the fewest points scored off turnovers in the league. At before the game, they had zero points scored off of turnovers on them. You know, after the game, I think it ended up being six or nine, you know. So the Eagles defense did a really good job in that game, you know, keeping the Jets out of the end zone for the most of the game. And the only time the Jets got in the end zone was because we were basically letting them getting the end zone. So the Eagles defense is really, really good, even without Jalen Carter. Um, they still look good. So, you know, it was just the offense. The offense really you know, after the first two possessions where they scored touchdowns, they really didn't, they really got stifled. And, you know, honestly, I thought with them, it was pretty much like, oh, we could go up to MetLife and just easily walk through this game and beat them, you know, and that's what they were thinking. And they got punched in the mouth by a really good defense. So really, I guess to put a pin in this, it's, it's clearly top heavy between us three. No one in the South is probably going to have a chance against any of us three. And I don't know, just don't take any game for granted. I suppose like we both lost the lions clearly could take either of us out. Like it's going to be a fun rest of the season. Really? I I mean, I just, I just don't see us. I mean, by the time we face you, I don't see us having one loss you know um i think you're going to be ahead of us you know by the time we get to see you guys in week 13 um, if we can god if we could stay healthy i'm fingers crossed i still haven't heard anything about the mri yet but um, yeah 
but Scott, I mean, if, if we can, Scott, if we could stay healthy, <laughs> but the state of the NFC, there's three top teams and you could make a case that the lines are the, you know, if we go week by week and the fact that the lions, you know, even in the weekend to number one, they really could. Yeah. They could really squeak into number one. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm, we'll see what the power rankings are tomorrow from everybody after the Dallas game. But I wouldn't be surprised if the lines are atop at some of those power rankings. I'm very curious. I'm, I'm very curious too. I'd, I'd be shocked if the Dolphins weren't number one, honestly, on those power rankings because they won and then you and I lost and they still win very convincingly, even if they started slow against the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so we'll see. We'll see. But I don't know, man. I'm, I don't, I think the Eagles, the Eagles have a tough road ahead of them. And for them to, to come out with home field advantage, it's pretty much a crapshoot. They're hoping for a lot of other things to happen because I, I just don't see them uh, going through their schedule with one loss. Me and the Lions have the same problem. We just need to stay healthy. <laughs> like yeah. the, the Lions are praying that we get a loss and you guys lose a couple of your gauntlet. And for me, I think we just got to stay healthy. We got to stay healthy. We can't drop a game against the Seahawks. We can't. I I don't I don't know. We got to above all else without breaking all the schedule down. We got to stay healthy. We got to pray CMC didn't break his uh, <laughs> break his ribs. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I think with that, I need to tell you all about our show sponsor, RoyalRetros.com. What is RoyalRetros.com? It is your go to place for an authentic throwback jersey. They cover all the major sports, basketball, football, baseball, all that good stuff. If you want to stand out in the crowd or if you just want to celebrate uh, a different era of your team that they may have been better back then versus how they are now, Royal Retro's got you covered, and we got you covered with a promo code Shady Sports. Use that when you check out, and you will get 10% off of your entire order. Niners fans, you want to go check out the Candlestick collection that they have up there right now it's some really cool stuff that they have on there and again you can get 10 percent off with the promo code shady sports written right there below me again that's shady sports use that and you go to royalretros.com for 10 percent off of your order today james so guys if you've been following the show for the for the last month and a half um you you've known that we are we have taken up a mantle to bring owner accountability to the nfl uh, we realize we are the underdog in this battle, but I don't know. We're at home, and I love a home dog. So what we are doing is we are trying to bring accountability, like I said. So we have started a hashtag, owner standards are less than player standards, hashtag owner accountability. And to show you we put our money where our mouth is, we are raising uh, money for a Kentucky crisis center, specifically because the Houston Texans minority owner is charged with some very sexual, serious sexual crimes in Kentucky. The NFL knew about it for three months before he even said anything about it, only because profootball.com reported on it and found it out. So we all know if that was a player, we would have known the next day. So that's why we have this T-shirt right here, owner standards or less than player standards. Hashtag owner accountability. If you want to make a statement, if you want to be on our side, $22.99 gets you that in the t-shirt. Or you can we have different styles with different colors. Uh, check that out if you want to make a statement. But if you want to look nice or you want a cool t-shirt as well, 
Uh, we have the owner standoff shirt. Uh, this is Dan Snyder in the middle of a standoff with the other owners. We brought this back. This is a specific charity shirt only. We will not sell this for profit. $22.99 gets you that in a premium tee, or you can get it in a pullover hoodie or a crew neck sweatshirt. Our next one is our podcast logo art. Um, basically, you know, this is what you'll see on Spotify, Apple Music, the beginning of the show. When you see our show, $22.99 gets you that in a t-shirt, or we have different styles as well. That all different sizes for you to choose from. The next shirt is our alternate logo shirt, the black Niner Nuts with the field goal and the peanuts. Uh, we have that in different colors. $22.99 gets you that in a t-shirt, but we have different styles, different sizes uh, for that shirt as well. And our last t-shirt is our Niner Nuts mascot. How can you say no to a nut eating a nut while watching the 49ers? That's right. This is our Niner Nuts mascot. $22.99 gets you that in a tee, or you can get that. Uh, in other things as well, all different sizes. Just Google bonfire.com slash Niner Nuts Apparel. Click on the link. It'll take you right there. Donate to a Kentucky Christ Center today and get a cool T-shirt. Yeah, we don't want any money off these shirts. We want to we want to help a family in need and um, give back. And uh, like James was saying, the football community is amazing for more things than not, but we want to hold the owners to the same standard that the players are. And um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. We don't think it's right that the owners can just get away with what they can. And, um, and yeah, we just, like we said, we want to give this money to people that need it. And then you get a cool shirt uh, in exchange for that. <laughs> yes. All the proceeds go to charity guys. We're not making any money off these shirts. So that being said, Dan, is there any other news uh, for us before we sign off? Still on MRI watch, uh, listeners, we are taping this on Monday, so you guys probably already know the answer, but um, I am eagerly hoping that you get my live reaction on, well, you didn't get it yesterday or today, hopefully you get it on Friday. Um, I really want to give you a live reaction, even though I'm not I'm not gambling on it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all the news I'm caring about right now, and there's no update on Christian's uh, oblique, so that's all I With got. That, also, the Chargers have just started fast against the Cowboys and are up 7 nothing as we currently speak. So yes, we that, don't know the result of that game. So, <laughs> Yes, so we will know it by the time this show airs on Wednesday. But with that being said, guys, outro music, River Road, Justin Mew. We're going to be playing the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Almost forgot it again, guys. <laughs> I didn't plug it yesterday. I'm plugging it today. ESPN, Monday Night Football. Uh, we're going to be at Minnesota. So, yeah, kick off at 8.30, beat the Vikings. See you later, guys. River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. River Road, where have all the women gone? Have they kissed her hand and waved you bye-bye? Have they thought about crossing your double yellow lines? River Road, they love the way you whine and cry.